Hey, business building warrior, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest that I'll be bringing on the line here in just a couple moments. We're going to meet Alyssa today. Alyssa has been a nurse. She's been a full-time teacher. And now she's left both those careers behind. She is going all in with Amazon and she's seeing tremendous results. She studied the replens method that you've heard us talk about with dozens of recent podcast episodes. We've got 1,600 tagged success posts from our students using that model in our free Facebook group at silentgym.com if you want to see that. And a post that she made is what prompted us to reach out to her and talk to her about her business. She is killing it. She's doing so good. She wants to sell a total, just to tell you what her goal is for 2023, as we are just a couple months into that year as I'm recording this, but her goal is 400,000 in total sales for the year. And she's well on her way. That's the trajectory that she has. She's got about a 20% net margin right now. She's seen some record-setting months that you'll hear her talk about here as we get rolling in the interview. But just an, an incredible mom with determination. She calls herself stubborn. She decided she was going to do this, and she did. And it's working. And she's looking to scale and automate in the near future. She already already has a virtual assistant who helps her in her business, helps her find new profitable inventory every day. Today, she tells us what kind of items she's selling, where she's finding the items, the fact that she's doing most of her shopping online. She started off doing retail and now she's moved online. She started off doing some clearance aisles and looking for sales, that sort of thing. We call it the treasure hunt model. It's a model that works well if you're willing to hustle and do it all yourself forever. But that's not the model she wants. It's not the model we're the most excited about. We like to see people step into a business that can scale. It can be automated. You can put other people in charge of literally every aspect of the business. That's the replens model. That's what Alyssa is doing. She's all in on the replens model. She's got, at this point, around 50 great replens that you'll hear her describe. Some of them have sold thousands of units at this point. She's created some great bundles that are doing really well for her. And even after the recent GTIN barcode issues, if you're new, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you've been doing the replens model for several years, you do know what I'm talking about. Amazon recently, back in November of 2022, shut down a whole bunch of listings that had bad barcodes and that affected some sellers. Well, she capitalized on that in a very creative way and created some wildly profitable, successful listings on Amazon and says that that big change that at first made her very angry has become one of the greatest things that ever happened to her business because she saw the opportunity in the opposition that she was feeling. And we taught many, many sellers at that time how to recognize and do exactly what Alyssa did. And she did it. She figured it out. She started selling against those popular listings that had been shut down. She set them up again herself, set them up the right way, and they just took off. She talks about some of the tools that she's used along her journey today. So there'll be links in the show notes today. She talks about, for example, Rev Seller. R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. You can go to provenamazoncourse.com slash revseller. That is a Chrome extension that sits right on top of amazon.com. When you're looking at products, you type in what a product will cost you and it tells you exactly how much profit you will make selling that item FBA or FBM, Merchant Fulfill, or using Amazon's fulfillment. So that's a helpful tool that we we didn't talk a lot about it, but when she mentioned it, I didn't mention in the show today how to get your hands on that. Just always get in the habit of looking at the show notes for these episodes and you'll see the links to the items we're talking about today. She might be coming to the Proven Conference. If you don't have plans to join us yet, you need to make plans to come join us in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. The website is the provenconference.com. Alyssa said she might be there. She's got some baseball schedules coming out soon for her son, so she'll know soon enough. But whether she comes or not, we want you there, along with hundreds of other listeners to this podcast, hundreds of proven Amazon course students, coaching students, the coaches from our team, a whole bunch of 
new sellers as well. That might be you. If you're brand new, we've got a lot of newbie-friendly content to really handhold you through getting ramped up so you can become a great success story like today's guest. Well, I'm excited to bring you the rest of this episode today. You are really going to enjoy hanging out with Alyssa. She's only been doing this business about a year and she's built something truly incredible. Hope you're inspired by this episode. Yet another incredible example of what's possible for students who take the proven Amazon course training seriously, apply it, go after it, do the stuff that we teach you to do, you can build a beautiful business. Let's meet Alyssa and hear her story. Hey, Alyssa, welcome to the program. Hey, Jim. Good to hang out with you. Good to meet you. Looking forward to getting into your story. You ready to go? I am. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I found Amazon. I started selling on Amazon in November of 2021, but I kind of heard about it before that, probably a few years before um, on Facebook. There were people in some groups I was on that would post like their side hustles on Amazon and how they were selling things and making money. I never really looked into it. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And then last November, I think I seen it on TikTok and it kind of like sparked that, oh, I remember seeing this. And that's when I decided I was going to try it out. So then I started watching videos, like every day I'd watch videos for like two or three hours. And I kind of got the the idea, like if they can do it, I can do it. So then I bought a whole bunch of stuff and sent it in. And I was like, let me test it. Let me go spend a couple hundred dollars and see if I can make any money. And then it started this whole, you know, snowball of sending everything and making money off anything I can find. Gotcha. And here we are first for a point of context, we're at point of reference. We're in February of 2023 right now. So you've got well over a year or so doing yes. this business. What brought you to our community? So I was doing okay in the beginning. I watched a bunch of videos on RA. So I was going into the stores mm. doing RA, but I was hitting the discount stores like Ollie's and Ross and you know clearance aisles, the things that are not things that you can replan. You know, you can't go back and get them again because they're usually gone. Yeah, we so, call it the treasure hunt model, right? As you've heard, it's probably exactly. probably call it. Yeah. It was, and then I, I was so I was shopping at. I was going to a lot of Ollies. I think I have like five or six Ollies within an hour of me. And I was going back, and every time I'd go back, I, they hadn't restocked. It was still cleared out from when I was there earlier in the week. So I was like outsourcing my area. So I decided to venture to the online arbitrage model to see if I can like broaden where I could shop from. Mm-hmm. And that's when I um I started doing online and I wanted a little bit more help with sourcing. So I found um Jimmy's replant course. Yes. So that's where I started with the the whole thing. And I joined the Jimmy's Facebook page and did the whole course. And it really helped a lot on sourcing better replants and using the replant model because instead of me sourcing every day, I could source one item and buy it every day. Exactly. And you could do it online. I could do it online from home. I didn't have to drive an hour to Ollie's. Didn't have to pack the kids up and drive them to Ollie's every day after work. I could just come home, get on the computer, look for things. And it's, I feel like the computer is a lot more efficient because I have all my data in front of me. I can have my keepographs and I can have way more on the computer than on my phone. So I just felt like it was way better on the computer. And then the replan model was way better than the, the discount store model, obviously. It was more stable, something that you could grow. Yeah, you can find repeat purchase products. Definitely. Exactly. Well, Definitely. This class kind of helped me figure out how to do that. Yeah, very good. Well, talk me through how you find products. How are you running your business right now? So I have a VA that sources for me, but I still do sourcing myself. I do a lot of manual sourcing. Get online, get on Amazon. If I think of something like a category or a brand, or if I see something in the store and I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before, or that looks kind of cool. I'll go look it up. Look on Amazon, see if it's being sold by FBA or FBM sellers, and then see if I can find it somewhere cheaper, you know, somewhere that's profitable. And then my VA does a lot of sourcing for me as well, because I can't source all the time myself, you know, to keep up with the business. Right. But I do manual sourcing myself with mainly Amazon. I have done the Keepa product lookup before. So I've used that a little bit, but I'm not super confident in that. I'm not really good at it yet. So I just do a lot of manual sourcing. And then um, sometimes when I am in the store, I will scan items. It's very rarely because I prefer to be on the computer, but I do still source in the store sometimes. Sure. 
Yeah, it's hard to move away from that. I love it. That I think that's some pretty low-hanging fruit. People who are willing to go to a store and either take store shelf pictures or just do some research. You know, right there, many people like just standing there in the aisle, finding replans in one aisle. You know, standing there for a couple hours in some cases and just finding a whole bunch of new replans uh, right there in front of you. But most people prefer to do it from home. It's. I just feel like I have more data at home. Like I can see the whole mm-hmm. picture better. Because sure. it's easy to use Keepa on the computer for sure than yes. on my phone. I can look at the sellers a lot easier. I can look at everything a lot easier on the computer. But you do get more ideas about things to sell in the store because everything is right there where you can see it. Right. And you know you're going to have your inventory because it's right there on the shelf in front of you. Exactly. And if I'm like stuck on like, oh, what do I look up to see if it's profitable? If I go to the store, I can see a thousand things right in front of me. Oh, let's look this up and this up and this up. Yep. So, and the pricing is right there. Yeah. So there's benefits to both. Yep. I still, I, I'd say I do more online. I do order things online and go pick it up in the store or I will source online and then go buy things in the store if I can't get them like online. So I'll easily source online and be like, oh, I need to buy this at Walmart or wherever. But I do, I do a little bit of both more online though. Gotcha. How does this business fit into your life? Is this, do you have other, another full-time job or is this your main, main business now? Now it's just Amazon. I was working. I was teaching when I started. So I was a nurse before I left nursing because I wanted to get out of the field and I went into teaching science. I found this last November. So I was like halfway through the school year. I finished out the school year and I did not go back this year. So as of May, I've been full-time Amazon. Wow. And did that replace your income? It has the ability to, yes, but I still roll a lot into my business. Because it grows exponentially when you keep rolling money into it. Yeah, it grows a lot faster if you just roll it over. So you could be paying yourself, but you're kind of, you've tightened the belt and you're just trying to grow this thing as fast as you can. Yes, I'm paying myself what I need and Mm -hmm. trying to throw as much as I can back into it because it grows so much faster when you can just put, if if I put $100 into it, it's not going to grow as much as if I put $1,000 back into it. So, but I'm not contributing my own money anymore. I'm just rolling my Amazon money. Yeah, that's fantastic. What are your what are your goals for 2023 and, and how's it going so far? January was really good. January was my highest month. February is a little bit slow. And it's because one of my products, someone took over the listing. So didn't start it didn't sell as much as it was. But I my goal for this year is to try and get four hundred thousand in sales. So that's what I want to be at at the end of the year. And what net profit do you typically about 20, 22%. Gotcha. I'm just taking so, some notes here as we go. So, so if you, I could hit that, it would definitely replace my income. Like, absolutely. Double. Yeah. $80,000. Yes. Net. That's way more than a teacher or a nurse makes. Oh, so, for sure. That's awesome. How much time are you spending working on your business? Uh, I think I work more now than I did when I was working, but it doesn't feel like work. And it's... I'm sure you understand it. Like, I feel like when I was working as a teacher, the more time I put in, it didn't really benefit me. Mm-hmm. I was salary and it benefited my students, but it didn't like benefit me. Sure. But if I put more time into Amazon, I can directly reap the benefits of it in a year or two. Yeah, exactly. You're building something that's going to be eventually self-sustaining. And so there's exactly. a different energy level there and it's easier to kind of squeeze it in, you know, half an hour here, the kids are in bed you know, maybe flip on a movie or something and not really pay attention to it and do some research, right? Like that, you just kind of, it squeezes into the cracks of your life. Exactly. You feel like, you, yeah. like if I bust my butt now, it will pay off. That's how yes. I feel. It, just it absolutely on. will. It's, gonna, it's already paying off. And I know I've seen my business grow so much in the last year that it's like, why settle for making 5,000 a month when next year I could make 15,000 a month? So it's... I, I always have the drive to do more work. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like work. Good job. Well done. Sounds like you've got quite a work ethic. And you mentioned kids. You've got a couple of young kids. Tell us about your family a little bit. Curious. Oh, I do. I have two kids. Uh, my son is 11 and my daughter's almost nine. So, and they have tons of activities all the time. So sure. not having to be at work all the time is really nice. That's part of why I left nursing. Um, my son plays travel ball and a lot of times he does tournaments on weekends and my daughter does um, theater stuff and she has shows at night and working nights and weekends was, you know, taking away from me going to those things. Yeah. So I left that to go to teaching because, you know, it was a Monday through Friday, eight to five thing or eight to four. 
and I could at least be at my son's games and my daughter's performances. But now I literally have the ability to just go where I want, do what I want. Yeah. So it's so much nicer. Like my daughter had to have surgery in January and I didn't even have to worry about not going to work. Like I didn't even have to second, like to think about if I wasn't going to be able to be with her in the hospital. Yeah. And not asking for time off and asking for a few extra days because it was taking longer than we thought, you know, all those asking permission to live your life type of details that go along with having a traditional job. Well done. I I bet they miss you being a teacher, but it sounds like you're on a great path for your family. Yeah. I came out of a career fields where they expect you to dedicate your life to your job. Yeah. So it's totally different when you're, I dedicate my life to myself. Yeah. You're building your dream now. Yeah. That's fantastic. So how's your daughter doing after the surgery? Oh, she's fine now. She had to have her appendix taken out. So it was like okay. a, a, an emergency thing. Like okay. I woke up one morning and I knew exactly what it was because I'm a nurse. nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just glad that I was home and not at work because my husband would have never taken her to the hospital. He would have he would have called me and been like, Oh, she's having stomach pain or her belly hurts. And yeah. He would not have picked up on that ex- where her pain was. It was obvious that she was having appendicitis. So I'm just wow. glad that I'm here. And I That's caught amazing. it. able to take her there. Yeah. Instead of you waiting to get out of school at the end of the day and your husband not sure what he's dealing with. He's not a nurse, right? So you guys yeah. were able to very quickly figure out what was going on. And yeah, yeah stories yeah. like that. I, I don't know how I could have done. You know, we did. This is 20 years for me of e-commerce lifestyle, as you're describing. I used to have a real job. My wife had a real job. We started adding kids and desiring that flexibility. We're 20 years into this journey now. And there's so many moments that have popped up. It's not all the time, but every few months or so, I find myself thinking, we could not have managed that scenario if we were a traditional working family. A couple, you know, both mom and dad, nine to fives. Like, I don't know how people would have managed that. I don't know how, pe- how people do it <laughs> because the flexibility just becomes uh, so fa- so invaluable. And it sounds like you're, you're reaping the benefits of that and enjoying it. So well done. Excellent yeah. job, Alyssa. That's so it's cool. It's really nice to just be able, I mean, I feel like I can kind of do what I want, you know? Yeah. I do work all the time, but it's still like on my terms when I yeah. want, how I want, how long I want. Mm-hmm. So I do really like that. And I've always been a highly motivated person. I've never need to be I micromanaged. And so I don't like to be micromanaged. I do my own stuff on my own time. Yep. So I like the ability to just work when I want. and. Usually I work more than I should, but it's sure. nice to sure. be able to take a day off if I want to. But you can you can tell just from being in this community and you've seen the stories of other people that once you go through this period of intense focused effort and you've built your business to a certain level, you start adding in, you've already added in a virtual assistant. So you see the benefit of that. Paying somebody $4 per hour who saves you multiple hours per week and puts money in the bank for you every part of this business can eventually be handed off to somebody else. So now all this time, effort, energy you've put in, it's going to really pay off as your business continues to scale because you'll just be managing the numbers. You'll be managing an an asset that you own versus being the one doing the day-to-day work. Have you started to kind of capture a vision of that's where this is heading? Is that a goal of yours? That's what I want. I actually want to expand. I'm trying to broaden out now not only has the VA freed up my time, it has freed up my stress. Cause if I'm not working, I feel like I'm not being productive, but with the VA working, you know, it takes that away from me. Cause it's like, even if I'm not working, there's still work being done. So right. I really like that. But my goal is yes, to be eventually fully automated at some point, And then I want to invest the money in other streams of income mm-hmm. uh, and focus on those. So I've looked into, I think my next thing is probably, I'm going to start using a prep center because I do all my prep myself. That's probably where I'm going. I have done some research starting in December. I started looking into them. So my next automation is probably going to be utilizing a prep center of some sort so I can Good for you. have more inventory moving. Yeah. And for those who don't know what Alyssa is talking about, go to prepcenternetwork.com. We've got a list. I'll stick it in the show notes as well. Prepcenternetwork.com. It's a free list we provide of all the prep centers who will take your inventory off your hands, get it ready for Amazon, slap your labels on it that sort of thing really frees up your time. You know, it, it's $10, $12 an hour work that you can hire someone to do locally. You know, you could use a local neighbor, a friend, that kind of thing, or you can use one of the prep centers in our prep center network, especially if you're shopping online. You can just have all that stuff sent there instead of sent to your front porch. It costs you between a dollar or two 
approximately more to prep the items. So you have to factor that in, but it frees up your time so dramatically that you can spend time finding those higher net profit ASINs and spend less time touching box tape, which again is, you know, pretty minimum skill level work. So yeah, great plan. And I live in a a sales tax state. So if I can find a prep center in a tax-free state, sure, you know, there's even more benefit to it. Yeah. You're not paying sales taxes on your purchases as they come to your house. I've I've done the math. And if I spend over $20, the sales tax would cost the same as the prep center. Right. So it's kind of a wash. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Although I always feel obligated to mention that those sales taxes you're paying to have stuff shipped to your house, because it's a business and it's being resold, that's all reimbursable back to you if you fill out the proper paperwork. But that's just more paperwork and more more work you got to do, more things you got to track. Yeah, I looked into that. I live in Florida. Yeah. And I've been told that it's really, really hard to recoup that sales tax from our state. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I talked to a couple local people and they said that they tried and they never got anything. So I don't know how how successful it is. It can be tricky depending on where you live and and which um, you know what laws you've got working against you. But any good accountant will tell you that if you're paying sales taxes on products that you're reselling, you don't actually owe taxes on those. That can be credited back to you. Now, what hoops you have to jump through to make that happen? It can be tricky, but certainly just using a tax-free prep center eliminates that as an issue because you're not paying any sales tax. Exactly. And I use, I mean, I have tax exempt and I use that where I can. Right. But not all websites are going to accept it. And and some websites, if you tell them you're tax exempt reseller, they won't fulfill your order. (laughs) So. I know. Exactly. Well, you said you had a great month in January. Do you mind telling us how that went? You said that was your best month here just uh, last month? Yes. So my goal for January, well, I wanted to hit 30,000 in sales and I think I hit 32,000 in sales in January. Um, so I hit, I hit my goal plus. Um, the previous month, December was a little slow because I didn't really do a lot of Christmas stuff. I was doing my replans that were consistent. Mm-hmm. So December was slightly lower than November. I think November I hit like 28,000 and December was like 26. But January I hit 32. So that I wanted 30. So my goal this month was 35, but it's it's been slow. Yeah, it's a shorter month too, which works. It, yeah, and I'm losing <laughs> two or three days. So yeah. But you know, it's a this is a long-term trajectory game. I think we tend to get down, and I still do this. I've been doing this 20 years, and I still do this. A slow day sales-wise, even though I've got multiple streams of income going on and different things. If it all adds up to a lower number than what I really like to see in a day, I struggle. It affects my mood. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like that about me, but like it does. And on the the days where I hit a little higher than what I was thinking I might that day, I celebrate a little more than I probably should. You should be looking at this over a trajectory vantage point, though. Like, where were you in October? Where are you now that it's February? What do those points along the graph look like? Where are you heading? That's way more important, but we tend not to spend as much time looking at that. But if I, I look at the trajectory of what you're building, Alyssa, $50,000 months are going to be common here within a few months. That, that's where you're heading. <laughs> that's, I, I feel like it's that instant gratification where it's like, we want sales now. So yeah. looking at the big picture isn't as like comforting, I think, as like, oh yeah, I had a $2,000 sale day or whatever. But I mean, I, the one good thing about Amazon is if I'm having a slow day today or a slow week, I know I can just step up my game and send in more products and boost it. It's yep. not like a, it's, I can fix it tomorrow always. Mm-hmm. Like I can always add more. Mm-hmm. So it's not, a, right. I'm stuck at these low sales. I can, you know, work a little harder, send a few more things in. And the sales are slow and it's my fault they're slow. It's not because people aren't buying it. It's because I didn't have any inventory. Yeah. So it was totally my fault. And yeah, I know that, that explains your slower December, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you didn't send as much in or, you know, because December is a very distracting month too. It is. Um, yeah. It's very distracting. And I was doing a lot of other things. I, I mean, I was Christmas shopping for the kids. I was exactly holiday parties and wrapping presents and you, exactly. you, your business takes a back seat. But I love that this is a business model that your January was stronger than your December. Most people think, well, Q4, that's when all the good stuff happens. Well, no, not when you're selling boring replans. January, quite often for many of us, is a, a stronger month 
than December was. It happens all the time to replen sellers. The stability of it is one of the more appealing factors, I guess. Yes, because selling seasonal items, it's it's all fun and games during the season, but you can't keep doing that every month. Right. You know? So the replens is where the the growth and the stability can definitely come from. It's great to throw in those seasonal things, but you can't like just, I feel like just focusing on them, you're shorting yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. Well, talk me through how you determine, how you find good inventory, how you determine what's good, what you're going to sell, what type of items are you selling without giving away any of your best ASINs, of course. It was talk us through some of your strategy there. So I sell anything and everything that I can usually get a hold of and make money off of. It's usually everyday items, like everyday stuff, grocery, pet stuff, health and beauty. I started dabbling in clothing and stuff. And I think October, November, I started ungating some stuff. Um, so that I'm still like slowly going into that because I know there's a lot more returns in those categories. So I'm slowly trying to like test the waters and clothing and that kind of stuff. But I've been selling a lot of grocery, pet foods, health and beauty, stuff like that. I, like I said, I start on Amazon and I find things that are being sold by FBA or FBM sellers because you don't want, I don't want to sell anything that Amazon is selling because usually there's no profit in it and you know they're going to give themselves the, the sale. So I go on, I look and I'm like, okay, this thing looks like it's priced kind of high. It's only got FBA or FBM sellers. Somebody's buying it somewhere and making a profit. So then I just start Googling it. I'll copy the Amazon name, throw it in Google and see where I can find it. And if the, that's the good thing about OA, if I put it in Google, every single store that sells that item is going to pop up with their price. So it'll pop up Walmart, Target, wherever else, any local stores around me. And then I will, yeah, I, I use RevSeller and I just put the price into RevSeller and see if it's profitable. I typically want my numbers. I like $5 or higher. If I can make like 100% ROI on something that's 3 or $4 and it's easy, I will sell it. If it's like a small, easy, no prep item, like you know, just slap a sticker on it. And then I like 30% ROI or higher. So I don't want to buy something for $40. It's going to make me three bucks. Like I'm not, I'm looking for higher, you know, profits. And then I would like low sellers, you know, that's the goal for everybody, like 15 sales a month. It's like my minimum that I would like to get, unless it's like a killer clearance item that's going to make a whole lot of money. I will probably take it. But for replens, I would like to be able to sell at least 15 a month. So you want to sell 15 a month. You're not talking about 15 drops a month on Keepa. No, no. I will look at the Keepa and then the sellers and kind of determine, it. can I sell this thing one or two times or can I sell it like every other day? Mm -hmm. And if I can sell one a day or one every other day, it's something that I will, you know, go pick up. I always test, I buy three, four, five of them. Mm -hmm. Send them in and test it first because Keepa can look great and then the thing won't sell because someone's stealing the buy box or I'll, I'll Keepa won't look good at all and I'll send something in and sell them all on the first day. So yeah. it kind of gives me that real world data that yes. I need. To know, do I want to send more? And then I'm not risking a whole lot of money either. Yeah. It sounds like you've really dialed this in. You're doing, you're doing a great job. How many ASINs do you have? How many replan ASINs do you have at this point? Probably anywhere from 40 to 50 right now. That you're selling against. Yeah, you've been you've been kind of picky. It's like yeah. for, for me, for example, if I can sell a couple a month, I'm happy. But you're <laughs> saying you want to sell about 15 a month. Yeah, I, I would like 15. If it's a really good item. So like if it's an item that costs me 10 bucks and I can make 20 off it and sell three, I probably will. Mm -hmm. Because it's a high return. But I don't want to send something in and have it sit for two or three months in the warehouse and then not, not make my money back. Cause I, I want to roll my money as fast as I can. Yep. So I want, if my money's sitting in my account or my inventory is just sitting in Amazon, it's not making me money. Yeah. The, the uh, velocity of your inventory is a big deal. Yep. Mm -hmm. well, so I have, I've gotten a little pickier over time. Sure. You know, I, but if I can find buy something for two or $3 and make a hundred percent return and it's easy prep, I will buy it and send it in. Yeah. Sell it for 11, 12 bucks. And after exactly. all expenses. Yeah. Very good. Do you do any small and light? I do. I have a couple items that are small and light. And that's one of my items. I buy it for like $2 and I make $3 off it. Mm -hmm. And it no prep, small and light. I send it in. It's easy. That is one of my, my replens. And I probably sell 20 a month. I mean, that's, it's an easy item. So why not? You know, it's one of those things like why not sell it? Yeah. That's 40, 50 bucks a month in the bank. Easy yeah, enough to, to source it. 
And it's mm-hmm. light. Yep. I just throw it in the boxes with everything else and it doesn't even weigh anything hardly. Yeah. So it's essentially just an extra throw it in the box and send it and make money off it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great job. Well, what else do you want to talk about? You've built a beautiful business. You're doing very, very well. You you left your career behind. And if I've if I've if I know anything about nurses, it's they're a special breed. Like you've put up with a lot of garbage from people that <laughs> you probably didn't deserve. You've seen the worst of people, you've seen the best of people, you've seen people at their worst and best. You've stepped away from all of that and now you've built it your own thing. Kind of contrast what life felt like then to now is one thing I wouldn't mind. I just like hearing people articulate and you've done some of this already, but like the old schedule, old routine to what it feels like now. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. And then just anything else you want to talk about? Any parts of your story we left out or any lessons uh, that you've learned along the way? Any questions for me? But I do want to hear you just talk about because uh, I know nurses are some of the hard and teachers too. It's like you pick two of the, the hardest working, <laughs> high, high capacity required for patience and skill and what's the other word I'm looking for? Just the ability to stick with it, grit and fairly low pay, all things considered. You know, it's like, that's yeah. what you used to do. So contrast those worlds for me. That's why Amazon's like a cakewalk because like I'm used to that. I think, so I went to nursing school really young. I was 19. I graduated high school and I started college because I wanted to go to nursing school. So I started nursing school right after I did all my prereqs, went to nursing school and I started my nursing career at 21. I was like the youngest one in my graduating class for nursing school. I was probably the youngest nurse and I don't know how many facilities I worked in. I worked in all different kinds of settings and some were better than others. They were all overworked and treated like you're not treated for your value. And then um, you put all your your time and effort and care into your patients. And then your management just like walks all over you. So I went into nursing management because I wanted to like be a better manager than what I had. And I think that's really where the burnout came from in nursing. I went into management. I was on call 24 seven. If someone called out, I had to go in. I was like responsible for everybody and the entire facility. So at that point, like two or three years in there, I was like, I don't want it. Cause it was just controlling my life. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't leave town. I missed so many ball games. I, I had to leave work and come home because my son was sick and they wouldn't let me go to the hospital with him when he was one. I had to go back to work. My boss was like, oh, he'll be fine. And it's like, no, it's, it's not, oh, he'll be fine. My one-year-old has 105 fever. I would like to be there. So like, those are all like things that I tried to get away from when I, when I left nursing and I went to teaching. Cause I was like, at least I'll be home at night. At least I'll be home on holidays. I won't have to work another Christmas morning. I can't tell you how many Christmas mornings I work how many birthdays, mm. Thanksgivings, you know, nursing is a 24 seven thing. It's yeah. depending, on when, depending on where you work. If you work night shift, you might be home for Christmas, but you're not going to be like alive and functioning because you worked all night the night before. Hey, we'll get back to the podcast episode in just a couple moments, but I want to tell you about The Proven Conference. Get over to theprovenconference.com. We're going to be gathering in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th, 2023. We want you to be there. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast will be there. This is the 11th time that we've done this event. It just keeps getting better every year. If you're brand new, you're going to love this event. If you've been around a while, this is a chance to gather with those great friends that you've come to love from this community. Here's some things we've never done before that you're going to absolutely love about this year's event. Not only is it one of the best room rates we've ever seen, $139 a night for an incredibly beautiful hotel that normally costs $200 per night more than the rate we were able to negotiate. Because the group has grown so large, we're negotiating some great room rates. It's in a beautiful city. Again, theprovenconference.com has details. Here's some of the training sessions that we're going to offer. Of the 40 sessions we're going to do, the breakout sessions, here's some of them that you've never seen before. These ideas should get you excited. You're going to love two or three of these. Check this out. First, we're going to have a buy and hold product for Amazon sellers. It's a product that any of us can easily go buy, hold it for a period of time. It goes up in value very consistently. We're going to teach you how many members of our community are successfully using that buy and hold strategy with some beautiful inventory that's going to blow you away. Any of us can do this. We're going to tell you how to set up a physical location 
to sell some of your excess inventory. We're going to teach you the basics of setting up a storefront. People walk in, buy your inventory, make it very profitable, how to man it, how to manage it. We've got sellers doing very successfully with it. They're going to teach us how they're doing what they do. We've got a brand new bot strategy for online sourcing, using bots to source profitable inventory online for your replens business. This has never been taught anywhere before. No other course content or tool out there does what we're going to show you. You're going to absolutely love learning that. You're going to be exposed to a print-on-demand strategy that many sellers in our community are using with great success right now on a very inexpensive product, very easy to test. For a few hundred dollars, you can test run this concept. And every once in a while, each one of these tests is going to turn into a beautiful opportunity for you. We're going to talk you through how to test small and how to find these beautiful print-on-demand winning products so you can have private label products in your lineup. We're going to teach that at the event. Finally, we're going to talk to you about how to set up a prep center. If you want to attend that breakout session, we need prep centers. All of our international students rely heavily on prep centers. We've got a lot of sellers in our community. They don't want their inventory showing up on their front steps. They want to send it to a prep center. We need more quality prep centers. We're going to train you how to do it. Maybe you take on a handful of clients, provide a valuable service. It's another stream of income. That's just a handful of the more than 40 great breakout sessions we're going to have at this event. And don't worry, if you can't attend all of them, if you get stuck in the hallway talking to friends, that's fine. We're recording professionally all these sessions. You get them all for free as a registered attendee. Even if you can't come, it makes sense to buy registration just so you can get all those videos for free after the event is over. We've got lower registration prices than we had last year. You'd think with inflation, the price of everything's going up. Not so. We're dropping our prices. Get over to theprovenconference.com. See the great prices on this event. You're going to want to be there. Finally, let's talk about the VIP option. You can read this on the sales page theprovenconference.com. But if you sign up to be a VIP at this event, there's some really cool things you get that we've never done before. We're going to put you into a mastermind group. It's optional, of course. You don't have to do this. But if you want to be part of a mastermind group and hang out with other VIPs who are trying to form a mastermind, we're going to form you into small groups that meet actually at the event and then continue to meet after the event is over on a regular basis. It's optional, but it's a great benefit of doing the VIP option. Lunches are provided on site for a couple of the days that you're there as a VIP. You'll want to take advantage of that. Very great lunches, very conveniently located, meeting with the great coaches and leaders from our team for a nice extended lunch period in a private room. You're going to absolutely want to take advantage of that as a VIP. And of course, as always, early room entry every day so you get the best seats in the house. So VIP is a great investment if you want to get the most out of this event. We do expect VIP to sell out, so don't wait if that's something you're considering. Hey, let's get back to today's podcast episode. But remember, when you're done listening, get over to theprovenconference.com for all details. July 6th through 8th, 2023, we will see you in Columbus, Ohio. Back to the podcast. Those are all like things that I tried to get away from when I, when I left nursing and I went to teaching, cause I was like, at least I'll be home at night. At least I'll be home on holidays. I won't have to work another Christmas morning. I can't tell you how many Christmas mornings I worked, how many birthdays, mm. Thanksgivings, you know, nursing is a 24 seven thing. It's yeah. depending, on when, depending on where you work. If you work night shift, you might be home for Christmas, but you're not going to be like alive and functioning. Cause you worked all night the night before. Yeah, that's when you're normally asleep Christmas morning. Exactly. Go to bedtime. <laughs> exactly. And the, yeah. the night shift was okay when the kids were little, but as I got older and got into activities and stuff, you know, I wanted to be home at night when they had practice and games and take them places and do things like that. So I left nursing for the more flexibility. You know, teaching did offer a lot more stable schedule, I guess. You know, I was at least awake during the day. I was home on the weekends. I was never going to work another holiday. I knew for a fact I would never work Christmas if I went to teacher ever. So that was like a big, a big step for me. And then um, I've always wanted to be like an independent person, like have my own money, make my own money, rely on myself for money, not a job. But I went to school for something that you can't do that in. Right. You, know, you can't work independently as a, as a nurse. And then I had a bachelor's degree in science. So like, I didn't know what I could do for myself with that. Like what, what kind of business can I open with a bachelor's degree in science? And 
a degree in nursing. Like, what am I going to do with those? So, you know, there's other people that have businesses where they're a mechanic or they, they're a welder or whatever. Those are skills that you can take out of the workplace and make your own job. Right. So I never, I never like had a skill like that. So I, but I always was looking for, what can I do? Like, how can I do this? How can I do this on my own? Because I don't want to work for anybody. Yeah. So Amazon was just, it was kind of a, like, let me try it and see if it works. And it did. Yeah. So Man, I love it. This stories like yours, Alyssa, are exactly why I got into teaching other people what I'd figured out. It's like I had stumbled across this magic formula that nobody was talking about. It was almost frustrating for me because I knew there had to be other people out there like me who wanted to take care of their family and have flexibility of lifestyle and make good money, but not be a slave to the schedule that someone else was putting on them uh, without having to go spend $200,000 to open up a franchise or something, right? Like, yeah. There had to be another way. And when I finally found that and got into e-commerce and these things started happening, uh, and then when we discovered replans and this model that I honestly believe if you give me anybody who's got a bit of work ethic and they can get through that period of intense focused effort you know, I mean, it took you a few months. And I'm sure you had all the questions that the rest of everyone else who goes through this has. But once you get through that, there's nothing that compares to what you're building here. And you even mentioned earlier, like, you know, some of these skill-based businesses you could have built, like if you're a mechanic or you're a construction or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. you're kind of tied to your skill. You've got to get up and go to work to make money. You've got to put in the time. With this, over time, you really can just hand it off to somebody else fairly easily and it doesn't it doesn't require local talent it doesn't re, you know require you to have a physical store location or to buy trucks or to have all this equipment it's it's truly streamlined in so many ways it's such a beautiful opportunity i think you've illustrated it i, I appreciate you contrasting it to the nursing the teaching the other things you were you were thinking about doing and you know one, one of the pushback some of the pushback i get sometimes to listen i wouldn't mind hearing you talk about this for a moment perhaps is well, I'm just not passionate about selling random items to random people. I, I want to do something I'm passionate about. And my argument there is take a year and be like Alyssa. Build a beautiful business. Get it to fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars a month in sales. Turn it over to somebody else. Now you've got a free 60 hours a week that you didn't have before. And you can go do five or 10 of your passionate pet projects, right? 18th century poetry or whatever it is that you want to do hey, now you've got the financial support to make those things happen. So does any of that bring any thoughts to mind as I say it? Or Yeah, like I, I get the exact same thing. My mom is an example. She wanted me to teach her how to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll teach you because I can teach her. My mom's a nurse. She's smart. She can understand it. I know she'll pick up on it. And then she's like, well, I don't know if I want to pack, pack items for the rest of my life. And I'm like, this is not a rest of my life thing. This is like a year or two. And then I'm moving on to the next thing. Well, this works for itself. Yes. You know, like it's this, I'm not going to be packing items forever. No. But if I pack them now, it's probably going to pay me forever. So it's like the, one of those things where it's, that's not the end. The end result is not packing items every day for Amazon for the rest of my life. The end result is to build a self-sustaining business where I can, you know, focus my time on other new streams of income, or maybe even get into like private label while my replens is running itself, Mm -hmm. work on private label or wholesale or something else. It's not, Every day I'm going to pack for the rest of my life. So right. it's, and it's not being passionate about selling things on Amazon. It's more so about being passionate about being financially independent. Right. Being there Christmas morning and then awake and alive for your kids on those yeah. special days. And, and when a kid is sick, you're there and you, they walk to the next room when they need mom. They don't wait three hours for her to, you know, get a, get a break at work. Exactly. I mean, that, that's really what you've built. And, and there's, those are the benefits that come with this model. It has completely changed my thoughts about work. I don't, my goal is to never, ever work for anybody ever again. Mm-hmm. And I want to teach my kids the same thing. Yes. I want, and like I have a, my little brother just moved down here and he just graduated high school and he's exploring trades. And I even had a talk with him, you know, pick a trade that you can go off and make your own business with one day. So you don't have to work for somebody for the rest of your life. Yes. Like, do something where you can be independent. Mm-hmm. And my kids, the same thing. I, my daughter sits down with me and she knows how to read Keeper. And she's almost nine. And she's like, oh, that one looks like it's selling good. I'm like, it is. You understand <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. they ask questions and 
yeah. I, I show them. And when they're a little bit older, I'm sure I'll be paying them to work, you know, because yep. might as well use them if they're here and want money. Yes. All of my kids did. And they've all got that entrepreneurial spirit. They all look at a job. My kids, you know, we've got five kids and they look at a job as deciding to have one customer because you've got a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And that your, your customer is the person signing that paycheck. That's your one customer. They would rather have a bunch of customers. Yep. Right? Why not? That's called having your own business. Instead of having one customer, why not have a thousand customers and work from home instead of where your one customer tells you to work? Yeah. And this just opens doors. Like Amazon opens doors. If I can make money on Amazon doing this, it's not hard. It just takes motivation and drive. Like it's, it's not a hard concept to learn. You just have to do it and be willing to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like a big thing. People give up before they actually learn and understand it and get over those, hur- those hurdles because I did have hurdles. I made bad buys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were time frames when I had no money to buy inventory because it takes Amazon forever to give a payout, you know, things like that. But if you just wait and get past those hurdles and just learn from your bad buys, you will figure out what not to do and what to do the right way. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those trial and error things to an extent, you know, and then watch videos, watch videos, take courses, learn from other people who have already been there and made those mistakes is like how I feel all these people on on YouTube, even like I watch Jimmy's videos a lot. There's so much information in there that he saves me from making those mistakes because he's like, Hey, don't do this or Hey, do it this way. Yeah. That's one of the definitions of wisdom is learning from mistakes that other people made instead of making them yourself. Exactly. (laughs) And our opportunities in our group to do that are abundant because no matter where you are in your business, there's 500 people that are a mile ahead of you saying, hey, when you get to this point, this is what it's going to look like. Here's what you need to bring. Here's the potholes to look out for. But this is really mapped out so well because of the, the size of our community and the sheer size of this opportunity means it's a blue ocean. There's plenty of room. We have, a, we have an abundance mindset, yes. But the reality is, this is such an expansive opportunity that there's, there's millions of underserved ASINs on Amazon right now as we're speaking. There's no way we could ever fill the shelves. There's, there's a bunch of products or ASINs on Amazon right now that there's zero inventory for them. But they're sitting on Walmart shelves all over the country. But there's zero inventory at Amazon. And it's stuff that if somebody would just ship it in, it would sell, it would sell at a profit. There, those, those listings are everywhere. So whatever the opposite of saturated is, that's what we are. It's like the opportunity is expanding faster than people are shopping online and relying on Amazon faster than there are third-party resellers who have the, the skill set to meet the demand. So we're helping each other out. We're not, we're not a community of competitors, which is a beautiful arrangement. Uh, and I, I can see you at some point, Alyssa, in some kind of leadership role. You've got a very no-nonsense. You know, one thing, another thing I've learned about nurses is you can't fool a nurse. <laughs> you come <laughs> in and tell a nurse a lie. To figure things out. Like I, I've always been like, a, I think in high school, I, I ended up having to take a uh, an end of course test my senior year that I should have taken in eighth grade. And I almost did not graduate. And I had like almost a 4.0 GPA and I almost did not graduate because somebody missed it. So I think I learned to never rely on anybody, always do my own research and learn things myself. And I think that's really helped me a lot on this because like, if I can't figure something out, I just start digging. Yeah. And like, look it up, figure this out. What is this? How do I do this? How do I do better at this? And everything's like, I, literally find, I have to find the answer for what I'm looking for and see it in concrete evidence in like three or four different places. Cause I don't trust just one source or like, yeah. I think that's why I like sourcing on the computer because I can have five or six different data points in front of me at the same time. Right. So it's like, this is right. This is right. It sells here. It sells here. Like I, I like that. So. Yeah. I, I can see you stepping into leadership roles, Alyssa, at some point in this community or, or in some other capacity, just uh, you've got a, a competence and a confidence, which go together very well. And you're just one of those people that you say what you mean, you mean what you say. You've seen a lot of how the world works and and you're building a beautiful business on your own terms. That's That would make you a very appealing leader. You ever thought about you know writing a book or, or doing some kind of, you know, maybe some content with us or 
possibly becoming a coach, that sort of thing? Do those thoughts ever enter your mind? I thought about doing like uh, guides or videos on how to's because I, I don't mind showing people. I mean, I, my mom has asked me to teach her. I have taught my stepmom how to sell on Amazon and she's actively doing it. Her, you know, her cash flow is small, so she's moving slowly, but she's doing it. She's getting it. She's learning. So I don't mind helping people. I've thought about, you know, doing guides and stuff just when I get to a more automated yeah. point. Yeah. When, well, when I can automate so much out and then I'm like, oh, what do I do with my time? Sure. You know, I'm exactly. Well, there's plenty of room for great leaders in this community. There's a big platform. We'd love to see emerging leaders step onto that platform. And, and the way you kind of earn a spot on the leadership table around here is, one, you've got a teacher's heart, which obviously you have because you were a teacher. And the other is you've built a beautiful business and you've used the strategies that we teach to do it. So you're qualified at the point you want to reach out and have a conversation about doing some of those things. We're always looking for good quality leaders to step in and fill a role. Or if you see anything, if you ever think to yourself, Alyssa, like, wow, somebody should really do a course on topic X because I kind of struggled through that on my own. Hey, create the course with us. Let's let's roll it out. Let's do it. So the door is open. You've you've more than earned a seat at the table. I think you're going to win over a lot of fans today. Just again, just no nonsense, down to earth. You make me feel like if if I wasn't doing this business, you'd make me feel like yeah, I can do this. Okay, I'm convinced. I'm going to give this thing a shot. I, I like Alyssa. <laughs> so well done. Yeah, I feel like Amazon's something that everybody can do if they just try. It's not yeah. one of those. You have to be luckier, you have to be richer, you have to be super educated, and then you just have to have the want and the drive. Mm -hmm. You're right. Nailed it. Well, I know we're coming up here in in, in just a a few minutes here. You're going to have to go grab, get your kids. we got a little time left here, but I would like to hear from you if there's any questions or any topics you want to dive into, anything we left out today. Is there anything you want to ask me that maybe I could be some help a little further down the road on some of this business model than you are? Anything come to mind there? No, I'm I'm just focusing right now. I'm focusing on the expansion part. I think I've gotten yeah. the the concepts. I know how to sell. I know how to find things. Now it's just the growth. Like, mm-hmm. how can I grow this thing to three or four times what it is? Like, that's the. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming everybody hits that point in Amazon. Probably like I think it's like a normal step. Yeah. Where you've kind of figured out all the hurdles and you know what you're looking for. You know what you're not looking for. You know where you want to go, but it's just the traveling to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm are stuck you, in the heart now. Where it's are you real- finding more replans every day? I actually sourced for like nine hours yesterday. So I'm like literally on the computer because I'm like, I got to grow. I need more. I need more. So I'm like on the computer all day looking. So I did. I think I found five really good ones yesterday. Yeah. Really good ones. And today I was looking before we got on the, the chat and then I was, I was packing some stuff. But um, what I'm working on now is I have these, these ASINs that sell really good, but keeping them in stock is where I'm losing my sales. When it runs out of stock, I can't sell it. Right. So you, it runs not, out of stock because you don't have time to go order it or it runs out of stock because it's just not available? Uh, no, it's available. It's just that I either I don't have money to order it. I've spent all my money ordering it. I'm waiting mm. for Amazon payouts mm. because it's the things that would sell 20 a day if I could send mm-hmm. them in. So it's like, okay, I, well, can't buy a million. <laughs> let's talk about that for a moment. Have you ever considered using outside funding? Uh, I have used Amazon lending. Yeah, and I would put them kind of the middle of the pack of preferred options. Like, for example, have you have you heard us talk about a crew me before? I have. I actually went to a seller meetup a couple of weeks ago, and one of the girls there gave me the info, and she told me that you your page and you guys really um you guys really like them, and you guys talk yeah. about them. So if I did you look go, into- if you go to silentgym.com slash funding. That's a link to a crew me, which is one of my favorites. There's a lot of options out there, which is actually is a pretty good sign that you're in the right industry when third-party funding sources are everywhere because oh, yeah. they know that's a good investment, right? That's why they're lending you money is because they want to make a good return. They know these business models work. But the thing I like about them is there's no interest being collected over time. They will slide you a pile of money based on how much inventory you have right now, which isn't a hard number to demonstrate. You can get into Amazon mm-hmm. right now and see how many units would you pay. There's value in that asset. And they'll give you a chunk of money based on that. And you can keep that chunk of money as long as you want. And as your business grows, they get a percent of the growth when you return that money to them. So they don't win unless you do. Okay. And there's no interest being collected. 
So if it's just a matter of, wow, if I had a little more money, I could buy some of these fast-moving ASINs, they're a really good partner to take a look at. And tell them I sent you as well when you talk to accrue me because last I heard, if you fund through them, they give you like a $500 Amazon gift card just to use for whatever you want. Just, oh, nice. Yeah. So this is a pretty cool bonus to start off with. And um, but they'll slide you. I call it like using your, like if you had a, a wealthy uncle who's like, hey, what are you up to? He's like, hey, I'm doing this, but I could use some money. He's like, okay, here's $30,000. Give it back to me plus a piece of your business whenever you want. You know, have fun. It's kind of that arrangement. It's a really, they've had people roll that initial funding amount over for years. And when they pay it back, they pay a cut of their growth, a piece of the growth. It's a pretty cool arrangement. Yeah, I looked into them. I'll definitely look into them some more because it's it's always, you know, the issue with any business is capital is always limited in some extent. Yeah. So yeah if well, I had money, I could do endless Amazon things, clearly. Mm-hmm. But. You know, you'd be surprised how many businesses wouldn't have a use for additional funding. They're struggling to make a profit. That's not the struggle you have. You're You're very profitable. You just need some funding. So there's a lot of people who would love to give you some money to ramp up your growth. And even though you're paying them a cut of your growth, you will get so much bigger, so much faster using third-party funding. I mean, that's the very idea of capitalism itself. That's what capitalism is. It's funding the good ideas from third parties and everybody benefits as the idea comes to fruition. That's capitalism. That's the heart of it. So they have very smart money, meaning they're going to keep an eye on your account too. If there's something of concern, if they see something that you know like looks out of place, if you need a, a contact, you know, they have a vested interest in your business succeeding and they know this industry. Um, and there's a good handful of other lenders as too. We talk about fun, you know, funding options on this program frequently. Um, but that's the one that comes to mind for me for your scenario where I think it would make a, a fair amount of sense for you to, to take a look at it. It really is kind of a no, no lose situation. Yeah, I will definitely look them up again because I did I, that girl that I met at the meetup um, told me about it, and I was like, I have never heard of them because I guess I'd never. And she said it was all over the Facebook pages, but I never seen it, so I was like, oh, let me look into it because you know it doesn't hurt to look into it. Yep. So yeah, they're they're really good. There's a good handful of other ones as well that we've used over the years. I mean, Amazon funding is an option, but they start, you know, they collect interest and there's set payments due at a certain date. I'd rather work with somebody where there's no payments and no interest. I just give them a piece of my growth when I, when I pay them back. That's a really nice way to do it. Yeah. Anything else going on? Here's something you might be interested in, Alyssa. You hinted at private label. And now that you're seeing these $30,000 months and you understand the platform, you can start thinking about private label either a bundle perhaps, which would be the module inside the Proven Amazon course, the Proven Brand Building module. Tremendous. I think you'd have a blast with that. But the other one that we've got coming down the pike, a new course before too long is going to be a print-on-demand module. Oh, yeah. I've seen like the digital things. It's not digital. Print-on-demand would be like, um, you know, like the logoed uh, items, like, like you know, art. mugs and that kind of thing. You And you you put a saying or a quote on it. And you just get a few of those and you test a new listing and you you spend some pay-per-click money on it. And it's launch, launching a private label item, but you're not spending a whole lot of money to test. And you know very quickly if you've got a winning test or not. It's kind of like testing replant, right? Okay. So you, you buy two or three units, you test it out. If it works, you, you buy a few more, you send it in. The profit margins are incredible. If you get a winner, you could see something that sells several times a day or several times a week very high profit margins and it's your listing no one else can get their hands on that product right yeah that's so we've got a new course coming on that we've been testing it with some of our coaching students and some of the coaches on our team and we've got a proven out strategy now so be looking for that that's something to to play around with on the side as well but but don't give up your bread and butter which is finding new replants no i did have, doing I it. Do have, um i have some bundles that are my it's, you know, like regular products and then my private label thing in there because after the the issues in November when a lot of listings were getting shut down. Yeah, the UP, the GTIN issues, the barcode issues. That, yeah. A lot of my good sellers. So mm. I, had, <laughs> I had to learn how to trademark and I went through that whole process and that, so I was able to get my own brand approved. I'm still pending trademark. So 
um, I was able to make some bundles of things that I was previously selling and add my own stuff into it. Good for you. So I was able to do that. So that I thought the the GTI and issues were going to like end my Amazon journey, but they ended up being a blessing. Probably one of the best things that happened to me because I was able to get back so many listings with less yeah. competition and yeah. more profit. And exactly, exactly. Yeah, we had like a two hour presentation that we did when a lot of people were freaking out, and it didn't affect the new sellers at all. But people who had been doing this business for three, four years, and they had some of their go to bundles that got shut down. And we Mm -hmm. said from day one, like it hurts right now, but Amazon shoppers are still going to Amazon looking for those products. And if you create a bundle, better yet, a bundle with a unique twist, a value add item that no one can get their hands on, they're going to own some of those ASINs. So it's great to hear that you did that. You followed that advice or you come up with it on your own maybe, but you, you filled in that gap that was left when Amazon cleaned out their catalog a little bit and you're doing well with those. I love it. I didn't realize that about your business, Alyssa. That's great. Congratulations on that. It was like coming back from the rubble. You know, I lost so many and I I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, these are some Mm -hmm. of my my biggest selling ASINs and things that I've been selling for months and months, like very stable ASINs, but they got Mm -hmm. shut down. And then I was initially mad for like a week. I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, okay, let me start doing some research and figure out what I can do. Because I was thinking in my head, People have got to be looking for these items. If they were selling That's right. 100 a day before they got shut down, people are obviously going to be looking for them. They still want them. They still have a need. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of my things, I was able to bundle and list back up without even using any advertising because people were looking for it. Exactly. That's so great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. you. Every time we're... Pre- I've been doing this. I've been a business owner for a long time now, a couple decades. And you, I, you'd think I would have learned my own lessons by now, but every time you come up against an opposition of some kind, bad news, opposition, there is always opportunity in that opposition if you att- approach it with the right mindset. Instead of throwing in the towel and turning it all off for a couple months and being frustrated, you just say, okay, what does this make possible? What opportunity has been created here? And that's exactly what you did. And you capitalized on it, and now you're benefiting greatly from it. So well done. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm even more encouraged now. Like I, we're going to be after you. We, we're going to have you doing some kind of leadership something around here. <laughs> I, you're the kind of person I like to have on stage. You know, not the bright, shiny. You know, entertain, make them laugh, make them cry. But just the hey, you know what? This is the reality of this business. It's not easy. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what it's going to look like when it's going wrong. And here's the beautiful part when it goes right. And here's my story. That's the kind of leaders that we love around here. And I see you stepping into those roles when you're ready to. Yeah, I feel like um, it's one of those businesses where you just have to keep trying. And I'm a very stubborn person. I don't mm-hmm. give up if it's something I want. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I I'm the kind of person where if I put my mind to it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I can tell nothing is gonna get in my way. So when that happened after like my first initial, oh, I, I'm so mad. What am I gonna do? I was mad for like a week. I was really mad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, many sellers were. So mad. The most experienced sellers too. Usually it's the new sellers who are frustrated and angry, but that one made the experienced sellers frustrated and angry. So we were we were dealing with some some issues there for for a couple of weeks. It was a mess for a couple of weeks. And then Mm -hmm. somehow I I figured it out. And I still think it's probably the best thing that happened because I took an ASIN, my biggest ASIN that I was selling maybe four or five a day, to selling a thousand in two and a half months. So Beautiful. I yeah, love and then it. competition was hardly any because I was, mm-hmm. it was my, I, people did get on it because I'm only brand approved. So I couldn't IP them, but I'd still, it definitely helped. Yeah. So yeah. all those people that, that had problems with the GTIN issues, it, it's not the end, believe me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It created a, a load of opportunities. You know, a lot of people were saying, wow, I wish I could get a list of all of the ASINs that Amazon shut off because. That's a gold mine. That's stuff people, you know, look at the Keepa history on that ASIN. Was it a hot seller? Okay, it just vanished. People are still looking for it. Like you just said, Alyssa, get back in there (laughs) with a good barcode this time. still there. Yep. Excellent. Well, this has been a great episode. We we do need to wind this one down, I know, because you got to go grab your kiddos here soon. And I really appreciate hanging out with you today. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about Alyssa, but I also learned about just being motivated and sticking with it and stubborn. That is a good thing as a business owner. It's a word we don't use much around here, but 
that stubborn tenacity has served you very well. So congratulations. I'm a big fan, Alyssa. I can't wait to see where you go next. Yeah, I'm excited for this this year. And then I, I just know that the, end, the opportunities are like endless with Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's no cap. Yep. You know, there's no ceiling that's going to stop me from just growing. Beautiful. Well said. Hey, any chance you're coming to the conference in July? It's in Ohio or no, where is it at? It's Midwest, right? It is Midwest. And by the time this episode goes out, we will have announced the city, which is Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if I can get there because baseball in the summer is really good. Sure. Busy. sure. <laughs> but um, I would really like to come. I've read about it. I've heard really good things about it. So I'm hoping if I can't get this year that I definitely will be going in the future because I'm really interested in it. Well, we'd, we'd love to come to Florida in 2024 if that helps. I would totally go if you guys came here. Because <laughs> it work. I, I went to a seller meetup a couple of weeks ago and it was awesome. So I'd love to be with other sellers and people that get it and have been yeah. there. And- oh, for spending three days with people who are in the same business model and, and the speakers exactly. and just the camaraderie. Yeah. If you, if you can make it, we'd love to have you there, Alyssa. Theprovenconference.com has all the details. But uh, it's been great hanging out with you today, Alyssa. I think we need to wrap it up here. And I'm just going to talk to the listeners for just a moment, those who hung out with Alyssa and I today. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you were taking notes or paying attention, you just learned a lot of good stuff. Alyssa really nailed it today. She was a great guest. It truly was an honor for me to spend some time with her today. And I hope you feel the same way, that you benefited greatly from the time spent. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review wherever you're listening, if you're on YouTube or uh, we love those iTunes reviews popping through, subscribe if you're on iTunes. That really helps us spread the word. You are our marketing department, meaning if you don't tell people about this podcast, they're not going to hear about it. We don't do any advertising. So thank you for doing that. And many of you are because we recently had our best rolling 30 days ever for this show. We hit 130,000 downloads on iTunes. That's crazy, but we love getting the word out about the great successful business building warriors from our community. If you want to get into our free Facebook group, we just passed 72,000 members. Go to silentgym.com. That's where you can get the proven Amazon course, learn the business model that Alyssa was telling us about today. Or if you want coaching, there's a link to that as well there. Work one-on-one with someone from our team who has built a beautiful business. But on behalf of the whole team, God bless all the business building warriors out there. Thanks for joining Alyssa and I today. And we will talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.